Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride, lady. Well, you never saw Creep Show 2? When you're seven years old and you see a guy getting smashed in the movie by a Mercedes Benz, and then he keeps haunting her throughout that part of the movie going, Thanks for the ride, lady! It's funny stuff. And thanks for the dollar, because that is the only way you're hearing this. Patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. You're an exclusive member of the Dollar Club. The key is to keep the dollars coming in. So as much as I appreciate your buck, you might encourage some of your friends, some of your show business pals to also give me a dollar a month so that I might have the life that I deserve to live. If you know what I mean. Uh-oh. We'll let the song play us out. I gotta kill an air compressor. Because I'm doing this show in a tire shop. Any space you can do it. Right here on the Richard Case and Radio Network. After 130 years... This brand has been around longer than any of us. Any of our grandparents, any of our great-grandparents. This thing's been around, what, so 130 years. Let's just do some quick math here. Let me punch up the calculator app on my circa 1992 laptop that I'm recording this on right now. So this is 2020. Minus, uh, I I know most of you, I could have done that in my head. I could have told you the answer. I could have told you the answer. Well, I don't do math very well. It's my Achilles heel. You want to know about history? You want to know about how to pronounce something? Whether a word exists or not? I'm your guy. Math? Not so much. People who are secure in who they are can admit things like that. I have weaknesses. I have limitations. I don't have a problem letting on about it. So since 1883, Aunt Jemima Pancake Flower's been feeding Americans all over America. (laughs) Not just the South. Everywhere. And yes, yes, if you look at those original Aunt Jemima products... And those advertise, especially the very first one, not, not the one where she's all fat and, hey, Aza here to please you and makes you some pancakes, boss, but, you know, not that one. There's one before that where Aunt Jemima literally looks like the Joker. Like someone took fish hooks and put them in the corners of her mouth and reared back like trying to get a horse to, whoa, making Aunt Jemima give this psychotic, insane permagrin like she just walked through a field of burning pot and uh, looks pretty bad. Looks nuts. Add the stereotypical black features to it and, uh, I mean, look, it was 1883, folks. Come on. But Aunt Jemima changed with the times. I guess a few years into Aunt Jemima's run, they were like, well... 
I guess this does look a little crazy. Let let let's soften her up a little bit. And so they uh, went with a three quarter view of Aunt Jemima, which means you can see most of her face, but it's it's not a full on direct look at the viewer. But it's not exactly a side profile either. It is a three quarter view, and they made her look a little more realistic, but still retaining many of the minstrel show features that have been used to portray blacks over the... I mean, and look, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not offensive, but it is not the end of the world. It's not It's not worth setting cities on fire over. It's not worth rioting. It's. It, the only thing it's worth, really, is the discussion that we're having right now and trying to have a little bit of fun with it. To be able to laugh at the fact that <laughs> products were actually pushed like this when black people were portrayed as little more than primates and these caricatures are essentially primates wearing bandanas. I mean, it's funny. It's terrible and you'd never see it now and it's offensive, but that's why it's funny because it's so wrong. And then after a few years of that, they're like, look, it, this is too minstrel show. It's still, look, you got a, a caricature of a woman with a flat nose and these gigantic and just overly exaggerated big lips. This is offensive beyond belief, even by early 20th century standards. We got to change it. So then they dialed her back a little bit. And a woman from Kentucky, an actress started playing Aunt Jemima. And she looked vaguely similar to the maid, to, to Scarlet's nanny or mammy, whatever she is, and Gone with the Wind. Fairly smart marketing ploy, if you ask me. Make it look like something people recognize. And that one, I pretty much remember right up until the 90s. I always remembered Aunt Jemima being a fat black woman wearing a red bandana. And I thought nothing more about it. I didn't think that it was a caricature. I didn't think it was offensive. I didn't think it was bad because I wasn't told to think anything about it because it was pancake mix. The only thing I knew was that it was a brand of pancake mix called Aunt Jemima. But I guess it's wrong to... To, to use Aunt Jemima because she's in the uh, servitude of Mrs. Butterworth and the Quaker Oats guy. And they're also rethinking Uncle Ben's as well. That one hasn't taken off as much, but Uncle Ben's is even less of it. What, I mean, how, how, is it, how is it offensive? Because when they finally they fixed Aunt Jemima, she just she looks like uh, Dionne Warwick. Are you saying that Dion Warwick is offensive looking? That's on you. Uncle Ben? It's just a picture of an old black guy with gray hair. It could easily be President Obama. What's offensive about that? Well, Uncle, because they wouldn't call him Sir or Ma'am back then, and Mr. or Mrs. was out of the question, so we used honorifics like Uncle and Auntie. And, okay, and does the cream of wheat guy, does he even have a name? I think it's time we get to the bottom of all of this. So, anyway, I posted that after 130 years, 
they're doing away with Aunt Jemima in the name of racial equality. So there's too many white mascots, there's too much white this, white privilege, running the roost, but the few black mascots that are out there, nope, can't have that. Can't have that. In fact, uh, let's just start with Ken Edwards. He was going to educate us all on the history of Aunt Jemima. And I saw it fit to educate him because, see, they're, they're trying to act like that it's still the old, original caricature that I was telling you about. It's not. They've been using the Dion Warwick version forever. And so I posted kind of like a miniature uh, chronology of the history of the Aunt Jemima character and Ken Edwards, who is a black guy who, hey, I'm a working comic. I can outperform you. I got my dates coming up. And so I looked him up, and he's another one of these D-bags who calls himself a working comic, but he has no video. He has no dates coming up. You worked in the back of a coffee shop one time. You heard what stand-up comedy sounds like in the last hour, you hosebag. But he posted, Richard Kaysen, you just couldn't let a good discourse happen without inserting some racist blank. Huh. Yeah, because it's real. Because I drew the caricatures, you pinhead. I created Aunt Jemima. Yeah. And then there's this jerk, William Hacker, calls himself a comedian, wants to insult this show and insult my act, but again, he has no evidence of him doing stand-up comedy. He has no evidence of... This, this is what got me banned for 30 days. I've already been banned for seven days, but now I'm banned for 30 days, which is why I have an alternate account that I'm posting through right now. But... William Hacker posted, chokeholds are now a felony in New York. Protest work. Keep pounding the streets. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Now, I shared his post and responded, protesting is one thing. Setting streets on fire is another. You're nothing but a thin, weak, barely in shape terrorist and you need to be arrested and that's exactly what needs to happen to him instead because he's a lefty and he's on the right side of Facebook he gets to say whatever he wants and be aligned with whatever terror group he wants and get to report any post that is against him and makes him feel bad as hate speech and it stands and it further disconnects people from their audience in violation of Section 203 of the Communications Decency Act. Introducing the Bond Arms Double Barrel Handgun, the smallest, highest quality, and most powerful personal protection you can buy. I see thousands of guns, and I look at the Bond, and I think, this is how you're supposed to build a gun. Everything is perfect, everything is precise, I, 
I stand in awe of the amount of machining talent that's gone into creating this gun. With over 35 interchangeable barrels, your Bond Arms handgun can handle over 20 different caliber combinations. Just a twist of one screw with a standard Allen wrench, and you're good to go. It's that easy, allowing you to shoot everything from a 22 long rifle to 45 ACP. Even 410 shotgun shells work in your Bond Arms hand cannon. These are just a whole lot of fun to shoot. I like to say it's the smallest double barrel shotgun you can own. I mean, if I'm carrying in, I'm going to be able to pull that out and be perfectly fine. I, I like it for an off-duty carry. It's a two-shot. 45, it's a strong caliber. I'd recommend it to anybody. It's the favorite handgun of celebrities like Joe Montaigne, music legends Dee Snyder and Ted Nugent, and there's even several in the Richard Petty Museum. They're small, compact, and really fun to shoot. That was badass. <laughs> it's so versatile, so safe, and so simple to use. This is perhaps the best handgun for first-time buyers or a valued addition to your current gun collection. Go online now to GetBondArms.com to see some of our most popular models, like the Ranger 2 and the Mama Bear, the Texan with a 6-inch barrel, the small but powerful Backup that comes in 45 ACP or 9mm, our special limited edition Old Glory with the American flag on the barrel, and the newest handgun from Bond Arms, the Bullpup. We've been building and selling the highest quality handguns for over 21 years now, and I personally stand behind every product that we make. If you're thinking about buying a handgun, please go to our website. You'll be glad you did. For more information about all the great Bond Arms products, go online now. At Chick-fil-A, we may be about the little things, but for us, community is a big thing. It brings out the best in us all, even in times as uncertain as these. While we can't have the pleasure of serving you in our dining areas, we're still here for you with delivery, drive through and mobile order where possible in compliance with state and local regulations. Order through the Chick-fil-A app or our delivery partners, and we'll see you soon. In the meantime, let's all take good care of each other. Find me all over social media and just search Richard Case and put that into the search bar and you'll find everything you need to know. How to link up with me, how to friend me, how to follow me. There's a ride at Disneyland or Disney World, one of them at Splash Mountain. It's been there since 89. And they are playing the song Zippity Doodah from Song of the South. And uh, oh, I remember where I put it. Sorry, I'm thinking out loud. They're playing song of the uh, Zippity Doodah from Song of the South, and well, because that song is racist, because it's from a movie that's racist, they're not going to be playing that song anymore, and it's not the ride isn't going to be centered around that anymore. Instead, it's going to be centered around the Princess and the Frog, which was about a black princess. Yeah, here's the story now, after I got through much of it. Now, so uh, let's see. Song of the South, it was from 1946. Critics say that this is one of Disney's most racist films. Why? Why is it racist? Well, let's dig into it just a little bit. 
Let's see what they're calling racist. Uh, and this is after HBO Max has already pulled Gone with the Wind, after Cops has been canceled, after Live PD has been canceled. All right, follow me. What's the problem with Song of the South? Well, um, came out in 46. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's narrated by Uncle Remus, a plantation worker considered by many critics to be a racist stereotype who tells the stories about the adventures of animals like Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear, and Br'er Fox to a young white boy living on a plantation. The movie has been criticized for years for perpetuating a dangerously glorified picture of slavery and has been panned by critics for its depiction of the antebellum South. However, in this description of Song of the South up here, it says that it was a live-action animation hybrid set in the Reconstruction Era after the Civil War and the abolition of slavery. Do you understand what they're doing? Once again, they're twisting facts. In one sentence, they're saying that Uncle Remus is a blatant racist stereotype. But in the other sentence, they're saying that this takes place in the Reconstruction era. In other words, Uncle Remus is a free man. He's a free man. And they take issue with songs like this. I learned this one in kindergarten. To me, it was just a song, but this is supposed to be racist. Jump right out of it, zippity doo da, zippity My, oh, my, what a wonderful day. So the slaves have been freed. The Civil War is over. The South is being reconstructed. Uncle Remus is a free man, but this is still racism. Mr. Blue. It's like Conan O'Brien said, well, the work's never over, and we'll never conquer it. It's actual. As long as you keep it alive. Wonderful feeling. Heading in my way. All right, so I don't know it. Shut up. I thought it was heading my way. This is just about being happy. Take it from a professional sad sack. Sometimes you just need something like this to perk you up, and that's all it is. Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. It's the truth. It's actual. Everything is satisfactory. Why can't he be happy with his surroundings and his cartoon birds and his idyllic surroundings? After he's been freed and after the war's over and there's no more... Um, I mean, okay. Yeah, they left the clan out. They forgot to, to depict that after the Civil War that blacks were still persecuted by hate groups funded by... Oh, what's that party? What, the Democrats, that's right. Yeah, they left it out because it's a, a movie for kids. They didn't want to frighten them. Even Ice Cube thinks they've gone over the line because a few weeks ago he was saying, we got to retaliate, we got to do more. And he's not a big fan of the cops. 
But then they started going after Paw Patrol, and he's like, oh, my grandkids, they love Paw Patrol. Now it's going too far. With SRN News, I'm Patrick Foss. In an effort to stop a surge in new coronavirus cases, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey ordered bars, nightclubs, gyms, movie theaters, and water parks around the state to be closed for at least 30 days starting Monday night. Ducey tells ABC 15 Arizona it will take time to bring down the COVID-19 cases in his state. We can't be under any illusion that this virus is going to go away on its own. Uh, Our expectation is that next week our numbers will be worse. It will take several weeks for the mitigations that we have put in place and are putting in place to take effect. In Florida... Pompano Beach Mayor Rex Harden says Broward County communities are welcoming visitors, but beaches will be closed during the 4th of July weekend. Our city is open for business. Um, unfortunately, we've, uh, we have to take this step with the beaches to control the crowds to keep people safe. Democratic governors in Oregon and Kansas said Monday they would require people to wear masks. This is SRN News. Hello? Hey, who? What's up? Nothing, B. In quarantine? Having a bud? What's up with you? Nothing. Quarantining, having a bud. True. True. What's up? What's up? Yo, who's that? Yo! Yo, pick up the phone! Hello? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Yo, where's Dookie? Yo, Dookie! Yo. What's up? See you okay, B? I'm good, B. Just quarantining and having a butt. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, I'm married. Doesn't matter. You do that for me? Really? Yeah, I'd like that. Who are you talking to? Uh, it's Jake from State Farm. Sounds like a really good deal. Jake from State Farm at 3 in the morning? Who is this? It's Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? Uh, khakis? Hey, do they ever ask you what you're wearing? Uh, yeah. Red sweater, button-down shirt. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What does it take to call yourself an explorer? Traveling to the darkest depths of the ocean. Pushing beyond the known horizon. Passing through. Mom, can we get Froyo? Yeah, Froyo. Yes. The all-new 2020 Ford Explorer ST with intelligent four-wheel drive and terrain management system. It's the greatest exploration vehicle of all time. They actually didn't, it never occurred to them that the guy's in a truck and that if they try to loot him, that they may get ran over. What the fuck, man? I mean, what the fuck? You were looting a truck.
This is what they wanted. This is the fight they thought they wanted. Now they have it. And now they don't like it so much because they know it's real. Because they know that we're not going to put up with uh, a lot of uh, BS anymore. In fact, we're, we're done with the BS. It's long past its welcome. But I got some latest on the George Floyd autopsy here. Well, let's see. Well, first of all, there was a, another one shot in San Francisco. He was a looter. He was a rioter. Thought that he could get away with it. Didn't comply with uh, what the police were telling him. And he got shot. That's what happens, especially in a looting riot situation. You get shot. Um, you know, that's simply the way that goes. Now, there has been an autopsy done on George Floyd. It's finally happened. A criminal complaint against former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin shows that George Floyd was non-responsive for nearly three minutes before Chauvin took his knee off his neck. The complaint also cited a preliminary autopsy report that showed there were no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia or strangulation. Instead, Floyd died from a combined effect of being restrained, his underlying health conditions, and any potential intoxicants in his system. No physical findings that he was choked out, strangled, died from a combination of being restrained, his own health, and he may have been on crack, may have been Mad Dog 2020, may have been on a variety of substances at the time of his arrest, of which we still do not have all the details. The 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama, took to his website, connected to the Obama Foundation, to put in his two cents about the George Floyd riots, and in the interest of fairness and equal time and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other. Here's, here's now the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama. All right, here's Barack Obama. I just Three, said that. two, one. Did I'm you, Barack Obama. Did you mean to leave that on? There's millions of people across All the right. country are protesting by taking to the streets, burning small businesses, torching police stations, raising their voices in response to the killing of George Floyd and the ongoing problem of unequal justice. Many people have reached out to me. Barack Obama, ask him, how can we sustain momentum, bring about real change? This wave of unprecedented destruction across the country represents genuine legitimate frustration over decades-long failure to reform police practices and broader criminal justice system in the United States. These protesters deserve our respect, support, not condemnation. Whether it's genuine anger or mere opportunism, destroying neighborhoods, putting innocent people at risk, sends a strong message. Black power! Black lives matter. No. Not all lives matter. The truth comes they out. I'm Barack Obama. You said Saw that. an elderly woman in tears the other day because the only grocery store in her neighborhood had been trashed, looted, burned to the ground. That store may take years to come back. Mm -hmm. ever. She asked me, why President Obama? Why would they do it? With her eyes locked squarely onto my own, I patted her on the shoulder and said, 
Tough shit, old black. Whoa! Don't Whoa. ever take sides against the family again. What's with the swearing? Point of protest is to raise public awareness. That was unnecessary. Sometimes that's just not enough. To really spotlight injustice, you gotta fill a Mexican Coca-Cola bottle full of Thompson's water seal with a long dish towel for a wick. You gotta light that uh, and throw it through some 73-year-old shopkeeper's front swearing. window. That's how you spotlight injustice. Make the powers that be in this country shit their pants. Make them more responsive he to our demands. He thinks he can do this because he's an ex-president. I recognize that these past few months have been hard. Despaired him. Mm -hmm. Thought we would have had Trump out of office by now. No. So far, still got him. The fear and uncertainty, whether our playing the pandemic card, the prejudice card, the inequality card will bear fruit or not, can take its toll. But when I watch these neighborhoods and businesses all over America getting burned to the ground, makes me hopeful going forward. Mm -hmm. If we can sustain this level of effective action, this moment can be a real turning point in this nation's long journey to the government providing for your Every need, every desire, from the day you're born to the day you die. It's what you pigs want. Bottom line's this. You want real change? Then the choice isn't between protest and politics. Gotta do both. Gotta mobilize. Burn those buildings down. Gotta organize. Oh, wow. Cheap by mail from town to town. Run up those numbers by six million percent to get those discount candidates that are always cheap to rent. I'm Barack Obama. Want another rhyme? Think I'm the mastermind? What is Go this? Go mama, cause I'm Barack Obama. I can do the crime, never do the time. <laughs> USA's in trauma, cause I'm Barack Obama. You can call me slime, cause I don't have a spine. But I'm hotter than a sauna, cause I'm Barack Obama. Like fine wine, I get better with age. The president's busting rhymes that you can't upstage. When I was in the White House, live for the drama. Do I know the difference in Ghana and Botswana? Of course I know the difference, cause I'm not Americana. Just a thug from Chicago. I'm Barack Obama. Wave of unprecedented What are you auditioning for? I'm Barack Obama. Tough <laughs> old black. I'm Barack Obama. <laughs> what are you trying to get on the voice? Nigerian Idol? I'm having Obama flashbacks from eight years ago. I can do the crime. I'm Barack Obama. USA's in trauma because I'm Barack Obama. To the day Don't ever take sides against the family. Don't ever take sides the day you're born. To the day you're born. I can do the crime. To the day you're born. I can do the crime. To the day you're born. To the day you're born. Talk about your subliminal message. Is is that all of it? Is he done? All right, thank you very much. Uh, 44th president of these United States. Wonder how that happened. Barack Obama on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Richard Kaysen. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. When it comes to developing an effective coronavirus vaccine, the global race is on. Instead of finishing with animal vaccine experiments first, as is usually the case in vaccine development, researchers are already recruiting tens of thousands of people for large-scale studies over the summer. The speed-up is necessary to try to stop the deadly worldwide virus. One researcher calls the current vaccine development work a great experiment, while admitting it does carry a higher risk than past, more traditional efforts. Rich Thomason reporting. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has announced an early end of a curfew that was spurred by the recent protests. The mayor tweeted earlier today that the 8 p.m. curfew that was set to remain in effect at least through today 
would be lifted effective immediately, a citywide curfew, the first in several decades in New York. This is SRN News. At Chick-fil-A, we may be about the little things, but for us, community is a big thing. It brings out the best in us all, even in times as uncertain as these. While we can't have the pleasure of serving you in our dining areas, we're still here for you. With delivery, drive through and mobile order where possible, in compliance with state and local regulations. Order through the Chick-fil-A app or our delivery partners, and we'll see you soon. In the meantime, let's all take good care of each other. What does it take to call yourself an explorer? Traveling to the darkest depths of the ocean, pushing beyond the known horizon, passing through... Mom, can we get Froyo? The all-new 2020 Ford Explorer ST with intelligent four-wheel drive and terrain management system. It's the greatest exploration vehicle of all time. It's me, George Burns. For a guy who used to smoke cigars, even in the shower, I never thought I'd get real smoking satisfaction from a pipe tobacco. But this Sir Walter Raleigh is terrific. Made from all burly tobacco. Mellow. Rich. Really a quality smoke. Terrific. And the pouch matches my shower curtains. The quality pipe tobaccos of America. These are the people who make Gentleman Jack. Cultured. Refined. As smooth as the whiskey itself. Just kidding. They're the same folks who make old number seven. They simply take the time to mellow it twice. Gentleman Jack, extra smooth, from the makers of Jack Daniels. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. Hysterical xenophobia. Giving Americans a false sense. Is it accurate that if these uh, steps had not been put in place, it could have been two million people dead here in the United States? Yes. No matter how hard they try to stop us, they can't. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. Together, we're beating back the invisible enemy. What the federal government did was a phenomenal accomplishment. Through it all, the world has witnessed the unyielding resolve of our incredible American people. Promise made, promise kept. And I'm fighting for you, and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. With the grace of God, we will win this war, and we will win this war quickly. And we will make America great again. The tension is building on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. Just real quick, a couple of quick hits for you. Representative Al Green of Texas, not the Reverend Al Green, the Representative Al Green, proposing a Department of Reconciliation to make sure that descendants of the black enslaved peoples from Africa are entitled to some sort of money for the rest of their lives. I don't know how you determine that. I don't know how you decide who gets what, but he wants it. 
Just thought you'd be interested in that. He, he wants a Department of Reconciliation because of things like this, the Richard Brooks incident, the latest guy to supposedly be brutalized by the police when in reality he stole a cop's taser. Oh, he got 911 called on him because he fell asleep in a Wendy's drive through It took the cop a couple of minutes to even rouse him to get him up. He's been stalling. He's been acting screwed up. He has failed sobriety tests. The cops at this point are still dealing with him professionally, but they are beginning to lose their patience. And I did fast forward a little far to where it started getting shaky, which means, you know, it's about to get good. And then what happens happened, but here's after the failed test, the cop still trying to reason with Richard Brooks. My daughter's birthday was yesterday. Right. Hold on, Miss Brooks. Will you take a preliminary breath test for me? It's yes or no. Now he's refusing a, a test. I don't want to refuse anything. Uh, it's yes or no. It's completely up to you. Yes, I will. Okay, just wait here while I grab. Wait here one second, the cop says. I'll be right back. Now he's... Oh, man. Sorry. He didn't think he was serious. Trying to make sure, man, you're safe to drive, that's all. I know, man. I just... You, you scared me a little bit because you were sleeping in there, so that's you know, why I was making sure you're okay. They are you know, acting like total professionals. I know, I know. You just doing your job. All right, just take a deep breath in. Put your mouth over the mouthpiece. Blow as hard as you can until I tell you to stop. Blah, 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 blah. Stop. Very good. I just uh, had a, a few drinks. That's it. How many? One and a half. Like I said... I was into the second cup. I wasn't even. I told her, babe, let's go because I'm hungry. I what need what to kind eat. of drinks did you have? Uh, I'm not sure. It's something she ordered. She said top shelf or whatever. Top shelf what? I'm not sure. It was, like I said, it was her birthday and it was my daughter's birthday intent to, you know, have a good time. And I said, babe, you know, He's completely I'm hammered. My, my, That's the my bottom line. Mom, he shouldn't have been behind the wheel. I said, babe, Go ahead. He could have hurt people. I'm cool. You know, here's the money for... He's babbling. Tomorrow, here's the money for, you know, to enjoy herself tomorrow. Just, you know, give me a burger or or something. To, right. Just take me home. I'm ready to go. So you had uh, one and a half drinks, but you don't remember? No, sir. All right. I really don't, Mr. All right. I think you've had too much to drink to be dry. Put your hands behind your back for me. Hands behind your back. This is where it starts. He's resisting right here. This is where it happens. He's trying to get away. Hey, hey, stop fighting. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. You're going to get tased. You're going to get tased. Stop. Mr. Rod. Stop. Come on, man. Stop. You're going to get tased. Mr. Rod. Hands off the fucking taser. Hands off the taser. He stole the taser. the taser. He stole the taser. And that's when they shot him. Because after all of that, because after acting like pros the entire time, after failing breathalyzer tests, and sobriety tests. Come on, man. 
And after he resisted and wouldn't let him cuff him, he stole a cop's taser, pointed it at them, and he got shot. That's what happens. Totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Dude steals the taser from a cop, points it at him. Look, a taser can do real damage if you don't know what you're doing. Or if you overdo it. Some cops have done that. to be. They've overtased people. In the hands of a drunk person who's violent and crazy and getting out of control and doesn't want to be arrested. You steal a cop's taser, he wouldn't have shot you with the gun if you didn't steal the taser. Now he's got to shoot you with the gun. Thanks for the dollar. Really appreciate it. If a thousand of you give me a dollar, that equals a thousand dollars every single month which is much easier for me. Means I get to pick and choose the stand-up gigs. I get to pick and choose where I get picketed. and I get to pick and choose where uh, I get bricks hurled at my face. Hasn't happened yet, but I'm fully expecting it at some point. When you're in the truth-telling business, when you're just trying to get laughs and Maybe get people to think just a little bit. It's like Bill Hicks said, well, well, we don't come here to think. Well, tell me where you do come to think, and we'll meet up there. <laughs> people are not thinking anymore. That's the problem. Movies are getting banned. Mayors are doing nothing about anarchists that are trying to break up cities. Police departments getting funded, uh, defunded, that is. It's getting ridiculous. Everything's topsy-turvy. This is kind of like what happened with Spain. This is how their civil war broke out. It was a bunch of leftists and a bunch of anarchists that, that won elected power, and then once they were in power legitimately, they destroyed everything that everyone ever knew. Abortion was legal for the first time, and yeah, I'm real sure that a 1930s Spanish abortion was safe out in the middle of a tortilla field. <laughs> Tortillas are Mexican. They do not shut up. Again, we have to laugh. Laughing at the left as we debunk them and their nonsense every week right here on the Richard Case and Radio Network. Um... Do I have any more quick hits for you before I build up to the big finale? Oh, yeah, so Daniel Radcliffe, who starred as Harry Potter in Harry Potter, says that he is deeply sorry for the pain caused by J.K. Rowling after she suggested that only women can menstruate. Well, it's my understanding that that is a fact. Only women can... Have a cycle. Only women can bear children, just like only men can impregnate women. But Radcliffe insists, transgender women are women. Transgender women are women. 
Any statement to the contrary raises the identity and dignity of transgender women and goes against... Already. Just... Just want to puke all over it. And finally, ladies and gentlemen... You know, between riots and cities breaking up and movies getting pulled that have existed since they they were in theaters and then they had a second life on TV and then on cable and all this sort of stuff, and now they're pulled because of one form of political correctness or another, the Looney Tunes also not safe from it. HBO Max, the same outfit that pulled Gone with the Wind, they launched a reboot of Looney Tunes. They got all new shorts in the in the form of the old Looney Tunes classics. Except that Elmer Fudd is without his classic rifle. No more rifle for Elmer Fudd. <laughs> It'll still feature him as a characteristically violent character, thank God. However, he will now carry a scythe instead of a gun, and his attacks will be restricted to using sticks of... Tell me how sticks of dynamite, booby traps, and dropping heavy objects on Bugs Bunny like an anvil is any better than a gun. (laughs) One of brothers won't let me carry a rifle, but I could carry a scythe like the Gwim Weeper. I could also use sticks of dynamite to blow up that pesky wabbit. <laughs> but according to uh, Peter Browngart, the new uh, uh, showrunner and executive producer of the new series of Looney Tunes cartoons, we're not doing guns. We can do cartoony violence like TNT and the Acme stuff. All that was kind of grandfathered in. So, but what about the types of... I just assumed that these were that these were Acme rifles that Elmer Fudd was using. I mean, what other kind of rifle can blow Daffy Duck's bill off his face and not kill him? Or what other rifle can you tie a knot in the barrel of? I just assumed that this was a Acme rifle. I can use plastic explosives. I could use C4. Back up that... Fertilize a truck, and I'm going to be a domestic terrorist to blow up that squooey wabbit, but I can't have a rifle. <laughs> it sure is. That's all. Not only this show, but everything you ever knew or loved or liked or even had a passing familiarity with, it's all going away. Thanks to the left, thanks to the media. Thanks to terrorist groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter and George Soros and the Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. They're all to blame because the media reflects their view and mainstreams it and makes you want to be a part of it because it's the fad. And it comes across your phone, so it must be true. And it's on the news so it must be true, and it's on TV. It's coming out of Gail King's mouth. It's got to be true, right? No. Media bias isn't just about what they report. It's about what they're not reporting, ladies and gentlemen. See you back next week. 
Anchor.fm, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and the second hour here at patreon.com slash Richard Case and give me a buck and get it. <laughs> <laughs>